You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. A new hour is underway. And we thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, the gang is all here as a brand new hour is underway. And we hope that you'll make plans to join us. 866 We Be Big is the number for America to talk. We'll unpack the stories of the day. The Will of Meats is in play. Kirk Cameron will join us on the show today, uh, Lord willing. And we'll have a great discussion with him about the Gridiron Men's Conference, but also everything that's going on in the world of Kirk Cameron. All we're missing is the other half of the dynamic duo known as the two sexiest fat men alive, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you probably know him best as the silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome in to the little party we call a Rick and Bubba. You don't know me, but I'm your Take this message to Bill Bubba Bussy. He will receive it with love and care. <laughs> Somebody get him one big biscuit and hurry that order on it. <laughs> you. <laughs> Bubba, how are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Well, we got a lot to unpack. <clears throat> yeah. Anything happen yeah. Overnight? We, uh, we're going to have a big news story today that's going to get uh, oh, a lot boy. of headlines. Oh. Oh, it's already boy. It's it's and out we'll, of the gate and it's roaring. We'll, we'll we'll jump into that and and break it down early. Uh, there is a rumor out there that of leaked documents from the Supreme Court saying, and you know they pass around these opinions and they massage them and they agree and disagree, and then they're all made public at some point. And this was an internal document, supposedly. Now uh, that's what they're saying that was leaked from the Supreme Court saying they are preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade um, as it currently stands. Right. But what that really means and how that will play in, and, and again, if this is even true, you know how people with the Internet love to get something going. And, and really, is it more about trying to get the headlines changed <laughs> yeah. from the dismal dismal economy and numbers that we've had negative growth in the first quarter two quarters will be a recession and the demos do not want that going into midterm uh, anything to change the scenery so to speak so i'm not too sure that this if it's real or if it's made up i think the the real the real reason we're hearing about it is that they're just trying to change the headlines well, yeah, and, and why are they trying to change the headlines? You said it. They know they're heading into midterm elections, that everything indicates it is going to be a wash. Uh, I mean, the, the, the historic ri- yeah, wash. Yeah, the, the right is going to, to be uh, given power in Congress, and they're like, what in the world can we do to, to stop this? Also, if we have an idea, and I don't think this one was as important, but it is a secondary issue, we really would love to, to say that we have to pack the courts and we need it to be something desperate. I don't think that one is as prominent as the first one, uh, but I think it's in there too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what they're trying to do is to go to their base and say, the evil right, look how radical and crazy they are. They're going to take away, which they'll incorrectly say, yeah. is your con- settled law. Yeah, is your constitutional <laughs> right to an abortion on demand, which, by the way, the reason why this is going to be overturned, if it is, is it, it won't be overturned over just the moral issue. It'll be overturned because it's bad law. And, and no one has a constitutional right to abortion on demand. That just isn't true. Now, can your state give you that? 
Yes. Yes, they can. Yeah, and 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 most legally, and most of the states, because you're going to hear a lot of crazy talk. Most of the states will still give you that right. It'll be very few that won't. Okay, and that'll be their right to not do it because that'll be their decision as the people of that state. So you're not going to be in a country uh, where abortion on demand is denied to you. That just really isn't true. Now you're going to hear that is the case. And if you don't stop the right, you'll, it'll be eradicated from this entire country. I wish it could be eradicated from the country, but it's yeah. not going to be because it's a moral issue, not a political issue if you really get down to it. But but access to it is is, is a political football, and, it, and it's one of the left's favorites. And you're also – write this down if it hasn't already happened. I think it probably already has. It will be called that the evil, wicked, crazy right is going to deny women health care. Right. That's how it'll be presented. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all of this is to say, look, you might be upset with this Biden administration, and you may be thinking that the, their, their economy is a disaster, and you may be wanting to go out there and you know, give the right power because you're just clinging to your economy. But let me tell you something. You give them power, they're going to take abortion away from you. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. Yep. And uh, because even if it has been leaked, and that's still unproven, but if it has been leaked, that person's legal career – is over, but it won't matter. I mean, we disbarred Bill Clinton. Uh, that person will be disbarred, and 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 and. But the left is just going to give that person a job, and they'll do quite well because they'll be a hero of the left. Yeah, yeah they'll probably yeah, host right. a show on MSNBC. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, um, we don't know. First of all, if it's really. Uh, if that's what they leaked is even true. Yeah, well, it was uh, leaked to Politico, and Politico published it, and now everyone has picked it up and and yeah, and and, and I heard a lot of commentary on it last night before I went to bed, and and I will say this now: you just have to say though that it may turn out this isn't even really what's happening. Most people think it really is, and it really is a leak because they think that Politico would not have run it if they didn't think the source was reliable. So now we'll never know the source because no 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 um, journalist is going to reveal their source to you. So we'll never know unless yeah. somebody <clears throat> finds a way to know it. But you're not going to get it from Politico. They're not going to tell you. Right. And I'm trying to say this without smiling, but the FBI FBI said they're going to investigate well, and see the, how yeah, I'm sure how that, it got out. Right. Well, but but understand what this is because what we want to do on this show is to tell you what if if if, if this really is how the ruling looks like it's going to go. Uh, there, the, yeah, the, what will it really mean? What will it really mean? And what it'll really mean is, is Roe v. Wade will finally be acknowledged truthfully that it's bad law, and this is a state's issue. It's not a constitutional issue. The Constitution does not afford anyone the right to abortion on demand. That's just not true. The state can, but the federal government can't. Rick, it looks like, and of course there's variations, <clears throat> but it looks like 18 states have pre trigger row bands that if it is overturned it will be banned in their state the biggest group of course in the southeast we'll be right back rick and bubba rick and bubba so you heard bubba and i talking about this even on the show uh just the other day we were talking about ladder uh insurance so bubba you and i've gotten to that age now buddy uh you know uh people don't want us anymore on our on our life insurance <laughs> well rick we're <laughs> We're not the we're not the safe bet we used to be. Well, here's the good news. The good news is if you've gotten to the point, or maybe you've never even done life insurance, but you've gotten to the point like us where you go, you need to, you've lived longer than your life insurance company maybe thought you were going to, and you're looking, say, man, I can't. Wow, that's I can't pay these premiums anymore. So what you need to do is go to Ladder. Listen to this. If it's three million dollars or less in coverage. You just answer a few questions about your health in an application, and in just a few minutes, all you need is a few minutes of phone, a laptop to apply, and then Ladder takes their smart algorithms, and they work in real time, and they find out if you're instantly approved. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel any time, get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best. And how about this? You look at the, the, the reviews, 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they just made the Forbes Best Life Insurance 2021 uh, list. Finally, 
since life insurance costs uh, more as you age, like I just talked about with us two, you need to get this off your list. And it's so simple. All you really want to know is what are my loved ones going to get if I pass? And that's what Ladder's talking about, term insurance. Go to ladderlife.com slash Bubba today and see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash Bubba. Ladderlife.com slash Bubba. Go do it. Um, you can see that, that um, what um, the left is hoping will happen is already happening, and that is the streets. Demonstrators on both sides of this issue are already in the streets, and uh, we got tension between the protesters and the counter-protesters, and this will be... Um, uh, I mean, the narrative on this kind of stuff is so tired and so old, uh, and it already embarrasses you if you're on the left that we can sit here and quote exactly what you're going to do because you... you you, you have nothing new. I mean, it's the same old routine over and over again. At some point, the, the, the politics of the left, you guys are going to have to st- earning, start earning people's support and people changing their point of view on the merit of the way you want to run things. You don't ever, never, ever seem to be able to pull that off, that the way you do things turns out better for the economy, better for the individual. Uh, and, and so what you always do is the same old stuff. You have to go to your opposing political view and try to see if you can, uh, you know, cast uh, that view in such an evil light that people feel like that they're not good people and that y'all gonna get them if they have the audacity to say I kind of agree with some of the things they do uh, because uh, because they work. Um, you know that would be one thing. Look, I would vote for the left if I looked over and saw that what the left proposes had had uh, given this country, you know, just. Example, example after example (laughs) of of prosperity and and strength, but it but it it just the the merit of it is is it. Now some of you hang on a a, you know a a topic or two, you know, because the the abortion issue. I hate to break it, everybody. It really isn't a political issue. It's a moral issue. Now we've made it a political issue, uh, sadly, and and what we've done is we've taken something that is extremely serious. I'm talking about serious for humanity. Okay, forget what how you see the government. For humanity and what we've done, instead of having a real serious conversation as human beings, we politicize it to the point that we treat it just like it's a political issue as if it doesn't have any real big meaning or impact. It's just a, a political issue that I list on my bio. Um, it's a real serious issue for humanity. Yeah. And, and it's really kind of sad and wicked that we've turned it into a political issue. But you realize what, yeah, what I mean? You realize how serious this is, and we've and we're just like, yeah, it's it's over there with high C taxes. No, yeah. it really, it really isn't. No, yeah, it really isn't. It's a whole other. It's deal. it's it's a, it's a much more important decision that human beings need to make about what we're doing and not doing. Now, I will know. I will tell you this: if you're someone who, like myself, maybe um, you're you're considering maybe I'll investigate my point of view and and see if it holds up. It's really going to break your heart because I know you're told this a lot. I tell you what you don't want to do if you don't, you know it's something that might change your mind on how you see this. Don't follow the science, uh, because if you follow the science, you're you're going to come to the conclusion life begins maybe where you don't think it does. Now, what's convenient for the emotional left is they'll say, "Well, don't follow the science on this one," <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and 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 don't follow the science on gender. Uh, follow the science on man-made global warming, but not all scientists, yeah. the ones we approve. Yeah, just yeah, well, so all, it, all of the science right, is just right. follow our science. Right. Yeah. So so the left doesn't really believe follow the science because there's two issues that if we follow the science, uh, science on, they don't they don't fare very well. And this is one of them. Yeah, it, it's it's a very emotional topic and Well, uh, it's so important it's, and it and it's and it's heart-wrenching it, and it's difficult and it's uh and it requires a lot of of um, thinking and searching, and and we've turned it into signs and protest. Uh, just you know, it, di- and 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 voting. It's just sad. It, it is. It is sad when you have a situation where one of the most wonderful gifts that you can have as a human being, and that is giving life to another human being, has turned into a big inconvenience for a lot of people. To the point they feel like they need to do something about it. I, it it's really just on so many levels. It's uh, if you if you really think about it, it's just uh, 
it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, and, it, yeah, and it is one of those things. And I, I you know, I want to be very clear about this that sometimes it's easy to get up on on the horse and say, "Well, I know exactly what I would do." You know, when you've never been in that situation, right? right. Uh, it's much different when you're actually in that situation, or it's your kid, not somebody else's. But but I but but right is right and wrong is wrong. And and I know I'm a broken record on this, but it's important. Uh, those of us that believe that life begins at conception, whether that be through science or, or through a biblical worldview or both, um, we can't be just pro-birth. We, we have to be pro-life because if, if we say things like Bubba just said, which is 100% true, that, that this is precious and this is wonderful, and, and then we can't say, well, you better have that baby, but you know, don't count on me for any help. Yeah, okay, all right, I'm going to have the baby because you're right. You've convinced me, so are you going to help me now? But you better have it. No, we have to be pro-life. We have to say, and here's the things we have available for you. Here's 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 how you can look at adoption as a great option. If you want to not uh, put the baby up for adoption, we'll help you raise it. Uh, we'll come alongside you. You know, you can't just be pro-birth. Uh, so, you know, both sides of this should not let it turn into a political issue, not just one side. And what we're going to see, as you said, is the is the legal argument, which you know all along was mm-hmm. was incorrect. Um, this should have been a state's issue to begin with. Um, we had justices that felt like they needed to uh, become legislators and and get this in. If you if you just follow the Constitution the way it was meant, it's funny how these things work out. I know, and, and you we're still going to have disagreements, and we're going to have states that. To allow it and some that don't and you're gonna hear a lot of griping and grumbling about all that but at least that's the way it was supposed to be done right you know so um i think anytime we get back to the way the constitution was supposed to work right uh th- that's a plus yeah if you get down to just the law part of it all this if this ruling is going the way that it looks and that's real and it actually happens you just finally had a supreme court that says let's put this issue back where it belongs it is a state's issue and then There'll be states that uh, will will offer different levels of this, and you as a human being will decide what state you want to live in. And, you, you know, from a or Supreme tra- Court— Or travel to another state if you feel a certain way to get something done. You, you're you're going to hear about all the politics in the Supreme Court. You know, for the first time since—really in my lifetime, if you look back to the 60s, we don't have a liberal Supreme Court. And that's why you may see some of these cases going the way they are. We've got another one they've already ruled on today— that I thought was pretty, pretty interesting about flags. Did you see that? No. We can talk about that if you want we'll to come back. Too. We'll come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG-2 if you want to weigh in on this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Bubba, you said the Supreme Court did another another ruling that is not getting as much traction as, of course, the, the, the <laughs> bomb that was dropped overnight. But um, and, and that's just rumor of a leak. We don't even know if it's right, true or not. Right. The Supreme Court has ruled, Rick, unanimously. Okay? You don't hear that much. Mm-mm that a program that the city of Boston has that they allow outside groups to fly flags at City Hall must permit the flying of the quote-unquote Christian flag. How about that? So Boston had argued that flying the so-called Christian flag was government speech because it was a city flagpole. Indeed, the pole is normally used to fly the flag of Boston when it is not used for this program that they have where they uh, let other people fly their flag for a period of time. Uh, The city attorney had argued that that this is a city flagpole, this would be government speech, and we don't need to be endorsing a religion. Uh, The Supreme Court justices disagreed with that, and they said that that this is as good as any uh, speech. It's, It's private speech, and just because it is a government flagpole, it does not mean that they are endorsing a religion. Thank you. Which we've been saying that it does not violate the establishment no, clause. No, no. Mm-hmm. Of course, how many years have we been screaming that? Seriously, are you tired of talking about it? Yeah. I mean, I really, did they ever? I, did they teach this I, at school at all? I feel like we keep trying to convince people the sun rises in the east. You know, right? It's yeah, just it, such right. an old yeah, right. argument. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, some boys, church stay. <laughs> hey, it's 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 not in there. It's it's called the establishment clause. Yeah. Hundred bucks if you can find it yeah. for me. Yeah. Outline yeah. it in the Constitution. I, you know, if you now and on if, the spot. 
Well, and like we said a thousand times, you, you really lose. I spot you, Ben. You really lose your way too when you go. Well, where is it? Well, it's in a letter from Thomas Jefferson. Was it Danbury Baptist? Yeah, I, I think that's I, I, can't, I may have the name wrong. But the bottom line is, he was making sure that they saying reassuring them the government would not get involved in the church. Right. It was a one. He even says one way wall. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. actually. He was actually saying they needed to be separated the other way. The other way. It's not the, yeah. not the way that we use it now. And and no matter how you feel about that letter, it was a letter. Yeah. Uh, and what, it, what, it has no more law than me writing something on this notepad. And, and what mm-hmm. he was saying is because of the establishment clause. Right. Uh, I'm paraphrasing now, but that's really what he's saying. Right. Based right. on the establishment clause, you got nothing to worry about. Right. You know, it's uh, so. And, and how about this? I'm glad we have an establishment clause. I am too. I don't want the government no. telling any of us no. what we have to believe and how we have to believe it and how we have to uh, to 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 you know actually put that into action. Right. Uh, and our forefathers did not like the way when they came from England that whatever the king changed his his denomination to would actually be the the correct phrasing of that. That they had to change theirs to that. I mean. God has given us free choice in a lot of this, so yeah. I don't think the government's place is to take it away. Don't want them establishing a religion, but I don't want them preventing us from worshiping either. And that's what it's turned into. It's turned into an anti-Christian attack, right. and that's how it's been used in the courts. Yep. And I'm just glad that they actually got this one correct. And there's going to be flags that get. I heard that one. Yeah, I, I heard that one. Uh, there's going to be flags <laughs> that that fly that I don't really care for, uh, but that's all part of how this works. Yeah. To the phones we go, uh, and you can join us too. Eight six six. We be big. Jeremy is out of the free state of Florida. Hey, Jeremy. Welcome to Rick and Bubba, and thank you for your patience. Go ahead. Hey, Bubba. Um, I, I say Bubba loosely. I mean all y'all. Yeah, we, we got it. We all answered. We got Bubba. it, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Good morning, fellas. Hey, Rick, I was listening to what you said about being uh, pro-birth versus pro-life, and uh, <clears throat> it really hit me hard, man. I just wanted to let you know that was beautiful. It was well said. I don't know if you came up with it or heard somebody say it, but I felt like you should know that one of your listeners personally got hit right in the face with that one. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, there's been lots of conversations about that, and we've interviewed ministries, and we've gotten in that conversation. So I guess it's, it's just kind of been uh, something that we've been discussing for a number of years on the program with various people. Um, you know, I, I don't remember the first time I heard that phrase right. but, or who to credit it with, but it's a good one. Yeah, but it, but, but but it's, it's true. But it's true, and um, and 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 Speak I hate the truth. And you know, it, it's it's one that we see. We think that that only the left shouldn't turn this into signs and emotion and protest. Well, we shouldn't either. You know, you got to get your hands dirty. Uh, if you really believe something, then you you got you know this. You see this especially if you're a follower of Christ. He talked about this all the time. You know, hey, you you got to get your hands dirty. Uh, you know, make disciples, be a disciple, teach them all that I have commanded. Uh, you know, you you got to get you know you got to you got to deny self, and you got if you're going to be my disciple, then now you become immersed in me. It's Rick in Christ, and pick up your cross, die daily, and let's go. Let's let's advance the kingdom. You know, and, and what a lot of us like to do is sit in the stands and just go. I think I'm not going to hell, and I'm going to go vote a certain way, and I'm on. I'm going to sit here and pontificate on on uh, what's right and wrong, but I'm not getting my hands dirty, and I'm not going to sacrifice one thing. And uh, and that's a that's a dangerous theology. Just, but we're not social workers either. It's all about advancing the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and defending Him. Yeah, just from a strictly moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. It costs to do the right thing. Of course, it let, does. Let's let's take for instance uh, the war in Ukraine right now. For us to help those people out, it's going to cost us, mm-hmm. and and we're currently paying that cost. I don't know how much it's going to be, and we mm-hmm. certainly can debate how far we go with that. But it, it costs to do the right thing. It costs to enter World War II and stop Nazi Germany and stop the Empire of the Rising Sun. There's always a cost to to doing the right thing. It's it's easy, as you said, to sit in the stands, but mm-hmm. but usually doing the right thing requires action. Well, I've, I've gotten to – and gosh, I need to be careful with this because it may come across the wrong way. I don't want this to come across prideful, okay, or mean, and I don't mean it that way. I think it's just the same question I ask myself because it starts with us first and then works its way out. There are people that, that criticize what we do, and sometimes their criticism is just them holding us accountable, and I appreciate that. And I've given permission to everybody in this room, everybody in my family, and everybody who listens to this show or watches it 
to speak into my life and call me out if they think I'm being inconsistent with what I claim to believe. And there's times that I absolutely am and I need to correct it. But then there's times where it goes to this feeling of you're in the stands. And my question always is, before we have this discussion of you saying we're not doing it right, tell me what you're doing for the kingdom. So, so what have you done over the last six months for the kingdom? And, and so because I want to know who am I dealing with? Am I dealing with someone who applies it to their own life or am I just dealing with a Pharisee? So talk to me about what, what you do. So I'm just wondering if I've got a credible source here. And, and, and you know, and, and when you do, you go, okay, I need to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. But if you're just somebody that really just sits in the stands on these issues, but you don't, you're not willing to get your hands dirty, honestly, I've got other people in my life that probably have more credibility that I need to listen to. And, uh, and, and so that, that, that's kind of the, 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 the road that we're all on. You talked about this, Bubba. Christ himself said, count the cost. Yeah. Count the cost. We did a Bible study years ago uh, that Bonhoeffer wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship. And uh, now I want you to think about this. And you go, well, has this guy got any credibility? Yeah, he was actually out of Germany with his life and said, I can't leave the people behind that I was supposed to be discipling because the the Nazis are going to kill them. So I'm going to go in and even get involved in an attempt to take out Hitler. But I'm going back because it may cost me my life, and it did, Mm -hmm. but I can't stay here in safety and leave them because I'm called to disciple them. And it cost him his life. He was out. He made it, and he went back because he counted the cost. So when, when someone like Bonhoeffer says count the cost, he's got some credibility. He actually did it. And, and I remember the first time I thought I was struggling over even going and doing something that I, that I knew that I was being called to do because my big sacrifice was I was going to give up a vacation. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm actually going to go and, 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 and serve the kingdom of God during my vacation time. Wow, man, you are a martyr. You're a martyr. You gave up a week of vacation? You know what I mean? I mean, and, and it's like, that. that and you, I mean, come on. I mean, it's... It, so let's not let it turn into a political issue either, is really the bottom line. If this is something we think God has mandated and that we're supposed to defend, then defend it from that point of view. Not so you can win some political battle. We'll be back. All right, so but let's move to this next thing because uh, it's going to lead us to a discussion about Elon Musk. Now, the Met Gala, this is that, hey, you got to be at this, right? This is the, Oh, yeah, the this big, is where the, we the, go to Met show off Gala. how weird we can dress. Yeah, so uh, and every, mean, it, anybody, anybody goes to this thing. I don't know what they do when they get there. I was about to say, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, do they have cheese straws? Yeah, but you get to see a bunch. Of, this little is little sand cookies. I got any of them? So, and of course, <laughs> what I'm just continuing to enjoy peanut because, butter in a jar. Because see, Elon Musk has the kind of money to be invited to to all of the uh, the big things that the left thinks belongs to them. Right. And then he gets there and starts making fun of it, and he's going to do it here too. <laughs> yeah, he really so, does. So we've got. Uh, let's see, we've got first of all Kim Kardashian. You talk about America. Mm-hmm. Um, how this family has has been able to uh, to market and monetize. I don't even know. I think we all know what they're monetizing. But anyway, the um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian comes into the Met Gala and uh, and, and on the red carpet in in Marilyn Monroe's five million dollar Happy Birthday, Mr. President dress. So uh, uh, I I didn't realize. So that's not it's that's that's not, the one. Well, where do you get it? I mean, how, how do you? How, somebody bought it at auction. Okay. And I don't know, did they, did they buy it or is she just borrowing it from somebody? You know, a lot of times they wear, I think, borrowed clothes or sure. like designers give them stuff in order to bring some publicity to it. But evidently she had to uh, lose 16 pounds to get into this dress. Yeah. Which is like, that's like a, a fighter cutting weight. Like, my gosh. <laughs> right. Is she yeah. ball headed? Yeah. I was about to say, is, is she now, uh, is her and Will Smith's wife, or are they, is this <laughs> the new thing? I think that's a ponytail. Yeah. Okay. Really? Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, don't say anything about her eyebrows it. Up. They said Will Smith punched somebody for mentioning it. <laughs> uh, so, so now, when, when all this is going on, 
now Elon Musk is going to make fun of how they all strike their poses on the yeah, red he, carpet. He came in with his mom, you know, who is a, a model, and he's going to do his own pose here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch him do. Is he having the time of his life? Rick, huh. I mean, it, I, you've got to love it. You got to love yeah. it. So it, his mom's a model, and she's like seventy, but yeah. she was really famous yeah. at one time. I didn't know that at all. Oh, I, I think she still is for her age. Okay, really? yeah. What's like Greg? something must? <laughs> Careful, Bubba. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know how you think, Dr. Burke. You know how Greg is. You think Meemaw's fine? No. Huh? So you're no, saying I'm just she's telling fine. you what she does. I'm just, <laughs> Bubba's hot for Meemaw Musk. You want to see the swimsuit? I'm edition. reading off of this sheet. Meemaw Musk. I'm reading off of the paper. Meemaw Musk. All right, now the next one, you know, you, you love this. Here's Hillary Clinton. You talk about... Oh gosh! You talk about the the, the wheel landing on something else. Yeah. Uh, she is. Um, That's not a bad. That it's not a good picture. She's here. got yeah. a dress of sixty women who inspire her. Is that correct? The names on. Yeah, the, and yeah. and keep in mind, you know, remember we called her in the. Um, you know, she wasn't. She's her Harriet. Uh, Harriet Tudman. Uh, fact turned out not to be true. Right. And right. of course, she's going to put it on there, and we're hoping it we stays forgot. with it. Yeah. And then the person, remember about who had gone to Everest. Or something, and come to find out that she she had the years wrong. Yeah, she had the years wrong. She wasn't even, a, you know, she had already been born when that happened, so yeah. she couldn't have been named after it. But, but remember that, uh, so, yeah. But of course, the Clintons. I mean, lying to them is like Bub and I eating sausage balls. It's just natural. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That's it's like me having a peanut butter shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> that's and, what I call those now. And we'll discuss that here in a minute. But but are you saying that that everybody around her's got a mask on, but she doesn't? This is not a good picture that he was showing of the. Uh, the the folks, please look. So there's there she is. There's mm. the rest, and mm. that's not a good look for her. Mm. So the serving class has different rules, evidently. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. They have their mask the on. Adler. Yeah. And then of course, Mr. Excitement, uh, Mr. Excitement, New York Mayor <laughs> Eric Adams. He's now going to wear a, a black tux with end gun violence. Oh, yeah, boy, that yeah, looks good. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you can do well, He's all, not doing a very good job. No, he's do, not. Look. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. 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 Don't you? Yeah. What, what, what are they thinking? You're the mayor of New York City. They Your crime care. rate's out the roof. Yeah. Can't even get on the subway, and you're right. Yeah. You're, you're wearing that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, I, know. It, it, I think it just goes to show the mentality <laughs> of some people. They, You know, he cares. He he has, a, <laughs> he has something on the back of his tuxedo, a little drawing, a little saying. Yeah. What would really help is police officers yeah, who yeah. are highly trained uh, and a bunch of them. Yeah. And then prosecuting people who actually commit crimes. Wait that's, a I minute. That's crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on here. You mean to tell me if you get rid of police force, you might have the crime rate go through the roof? That's it. That's How it. could that happen? <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Why can I stop it? Put a sign on my back. <laughs> you know that's gonna stop crime. Oh, that's good. Well, the, the thing. Do you think anybody, anybody's going into convenience store? They're about to knock it over to get drug money, and they went. Did y'all see the president's tuxedo? I mean, the mayor's tuxedo. Yeah. I know. Uh, can I said, put my he gun said, down. He said, "In gun violence." I'm just gonna take the clip out right I'm there. Yeah. The thing that's so embar- back. It's so embarrassing. But we well, have a, we have a whole class of people in this country. That really believe that you stop things with slogans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and oh, words are everything to the left. Yeah. Everything. Slogans can get yeah. you, and slogans can stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bubba, you make the great point. Hey, what do you think about? It? So, am we still meeting, doing that deal. I know I was supposed to meet you at that empty warehouse that's in every movie, <laughs> but but you know what? I I saw the mayor. He had a tuxedo on, and when I saw in gun violence on his back, I just thought, let's not do this. Yeah, I got a big drug shipment coming in from South America. I turned the plane around. <laughs> Tell him I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I saw it. <laughs> so can, oh, can there be gosh. a group of people more out of touch than everybody at the Met Gala? Oh, gosh. And it was Hillary Clinton claimed that she was named for Sir Edmund Hillary. That's the one. The conqueror of Mount Everest. She was already six years old when he made his famous. <laughs> that was ascent. the one. Was, but, but, but look, but keep it, now keep in mind. Well, what Adler, was her name the first five years of her life? Adler, really? Adler I want you to listen now, okay? <laughs> we just let that go. I mean, I mean, back to potato. If if Dan Quayle had said that, oh, it, it would yeah. still be on billboards. Yeah, I mean, with, be a with, 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 with underneath, this is the Republican Party, something like that. 
We let Hillary Clinton, you know, who has served our country in all kinds of high-ranking positions, wants to be president so bad you can taste it. And uh, and we let her get away with just m- making stuff up like that. And, Unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's uh, – all right, we come back. We got to talk Elon Musk. Yeah, a little more Elon here. We don't have Elon theme music, yep. and we need to come up with that because apparently we're going to have an Elon story every day. Oh yeah, it it appears, especially now. I mean, he's a crusader now. <laughs> you know quite the model if you saw his poses there. <laughs> we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. CNN is uh, more commentary on Elon buying Twitter. And listen to what they actually say here about control and how can this be happening. Listen to this from CNN. No, I think there's a bigger problem that when we focus on the personalities of people like Elon Musk and people say, oh, I think Elon's thinking this or that. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication in Mm -hmm. this country. In 1927, we had the Radio Act. 1934, the Communications Act. Congress stepped in. We made rules. FCC wasn't great, but it's still regulating the broadcast industry. You can't use vulgar language. You can't do all these things with speech. We gave over our uh, what amounts to our airwaves or our Internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk. And we are in so much trouble because those guys believe in making money. We've already seen that with the 2016 election Mm. in Zuckerberg when he was taking rubles for ads from Russia and say, oh, I think it's crazy to think they had any influence on this election. Mm. Musk is the same. Musk doesn't want it. You know, he's upset with the SEC, tried to call. How dare they question him? You know what I'm saying? This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people. (laughs) No, I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how they are trying to limit it. But you need, you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to hell. We are there. <laughs> Trump opened the gates of hell and now they're chasing us down. Wait, we- no. Unreal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look, by the way, where, now, again, where, where, was, where, where was, was he the, two weeks ago? Yeah, where just, was he two weeks ago? Couldn't get a peep out of him. We didn't get a word from the human no. mole, which is what he looks like. <laughs> we, we did not get a word from him back when they had full control of all the social media platforms. He's crying because there's a, a break in the dam. That's right. And there's some That's water right. rolling. That they through. don't control. He doesn't get to control Twitter, so the people who have it now are evil. When he had it, because the all-loving, all-caring, all-righteous left and our giant central government, they know best. And as long as they're in control, the human mold's happy. But if, if, <laughs> if, if somebody else uh, has the audacity to say maybe we should just make it free speech, period, uh, then he's upset because he says we're the ones that are supposed to pick and choose what you can and can't say and who you can and what you can and can't be. Not, we don't want anyone else to have that power. Yeah, and think about just in the last year or so, what we've had to deal with, uh, and and he's saying we can't control, we can't let these people control communications. Think about the people who have been controlling it, right. okay? They, they pushed and pushed this thing that Russia was was backing Trump, that, that Russia controlled Trump, okay? We know all that was wrong. OK, you, you couldn't get a dissenting opinion on that for nothing out there. Mm. We know the Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. If there's nothing to it, put it out there. Let's examine it. OK, and that's going on now in the court system. The covid. Where did covid come from? Boy, if you even suggested that it didn't come from some lady eating a bat sandwich, you were put under the bus, blackballed and never to be heard from again. We know again that was a story that was wrong. So why don't we put this out there and let the public work it out as opposed to someone being in control of all the con- everything we have to hear? We don't want you in control because you're wrong so much of the time. Right. Control, bad. And that's a bad. little bit of what Elon did on Twitter yesterday. He went after NBC and uh, after uh, a Peacock host attacked him, uh, he went through all the scandals that they – have had over uh, the last year or two uh, concerning the Hunter Biden laptop, Harvey Weinstein, H- Harvey Weinstein, and the story they suppressed it. Uh, Matt Lauer and, and uh, they suppressed Lauer. it, and he went. They he just went through the list yesterday. 
So are you are you saying that uh, that what you are are you just mentioning that that's a Elon Musk story? I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just, like, just that. I just like to feel that because I think we have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got everybody in here hopping. Sure it did. I had me hopping like I mean, all day long. Him and Greg, he had that look. Yeah, he did. Greg said don't like that kind of music, but that sure does work on the theme song. Yeah. It does. Uh-huh. It dollar, like dollar, 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 dollar. <laughs> you caught in traffic this morning, little baby brother. Yeah, boy, I tell you, still backed up. I, I got lucky. Yeah, and stopped his nose up, That too. was awful, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> no, Rick, it could have been. If I'd have been just a little further down past the exit, I'm still sitting there. <clears throat> From what I'm seeing, I think you had two different incidents in the same um, stretch. Two di- on west and east or no, just, just all west? No, all heading uh, west. Well, no. a lot of times the first one will cause the second one. Uh, yeah. So so there you go. We'll come back. Uh, we got other things to discuss in the program today. Okay, so uh, have you seen we, – we got some uh, video here from Adler. Um, Greg, you may can relate to this. We're going to have workers that are working in an apartment, and one of them falls through the ceiling yeah, into uh, into another apartment. Can I do audio? Uh, you got this? Okay. So this video comes right after he fell through. This, this Atlanta area woman was evidently having work above in the apartment above her, and uh, – and then, so she did take a picture oh, wow, and posted it. Oh. oh wow! But she called an ambulance before she took this picture and took took the video. So if everybody oh, she wanted to make that clear, because yeah, uh-huh. people jumped on her for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, she probably made it. Look, can we play the video? Is the guy out? He's okay. He <coughs> messes back up. Y'all, he fell all the way. How about that? To the ground. Wow, Greg, is that how what you What a felt? mess. Mm. Is that I, you... I, my leg, I got hung up. I didn't fall all the way through. Right. Yeah, that, you just had a leg go through. Look at that right there. Look at that. Yeah, he went full body. Look at that. Looked oh, like yeah. some type of table, too, he hit. Oh yeah. Yeah, he took that desk out. Mm-hmm. He did take that desk out. How, just stay there, man. Let me Don't ask move. you this. Is he feeling uh, stupid about doing that and he's faking an injury? I think right now he's assessing his body to see what's you, hurt. Yeah, you got to see. You know, yeah, am, I, am, I, am I okay? Because he got off of the studs. And yeah. It could be that. You talking about the? Uh, you talking about the athlete that makes an error on the field and lays yes. there like he's hurt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if I'm hurt, maybe people won't be people won't be as mad at me if I'm hurt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, that's, genuine, that's possible. He, he looks like he's. A, but he's I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be hurt at all from that. But I'll get it. All I can think about is thank goodness he's got his mask on. Yes. <laughs> you know, did you just say I'll get how, up? Yeah, no, I'm, saying I, if you're all I'm right. still gray. How did they fall through there? He was working up in the space yeah. and got off on the sheetrock. Oh, Believe yeah, me, Bob, yeah. it can happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's easy to do. Yeah. It's happened twice <laughs> to Gray. <Yeah. laughs> Within a foot of each other. Mm, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I love the fact that his, his buddy comes in and just stands over him with his hands on his hips and he says, oh, no. Not again. I'm going to tell you. It would not again. I don't know about not again. (laughs) That was me. Sheetrock won't hold you. No. 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 Will not. No. Not even close. Looks like it would, but it's not. No, yeah, but it's 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 basically just crushed up things. It's very deceiving. Well, paper around it. That's it. This yeah. PSA brought to you by Greg. Yeah. Greg, you can. Is that the worst? I mean, I know you just. Put your foot in there. Yeah. Is what's the worst fall you've ever had? Like I, I have fallen. I know you jumped out on the trampoline that time and misjudged how much the trampoline would give. And Rick, sadly, you I enjoyed that. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't enjoy um, it. I mean, but I, w- I happened to be there to you know to. I fell out of a to pole experience climbing. it. Yeah. You what? I landed on my feet in the big pile of dirt and kind of crumpled up. But on what now? Climbing a power pole. I fell out. Yeah. Of you yeah. fell off a power pole. I was going up and yeah. I okay. cut out. Yeah. And crashed to the bottom. Yep. <laughs> I fell through the moonwalk. We documented that. Yeah, one. yeah. It's a good one. I think Go when ahead. I went sliding through the the kitchen on a wet floor when I first I messed my one. knee up and busted a cabinet door was probably my yeah, was good. Right. That and you were on ice outside. Yeah, yeah, that one hurt. And y'all that both on pine straw was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm thinking height wise, like I yeah. have fallen, you know, from mm-hmm. somewhere down to the ground. Well, I was- 
pretty high. I fell. Uh, I was pretty high when I dove on that moonwalk. I mean, I know, I, but I jumped. I didn't fall. <laughs> Rick, you, you really jumped. But the moonwalk was flat. <laughs> right. So you just went straight to the ground. <laughs> well, it hadn't deflated. It looked full. There just yeah. wasn't anything in yeah, it. The pressure on the air had been turned off. The, the, the blower had been turned off. So all I really dove on top of was like when you put an air pocket like in one of your sheets on your bed. <laughs> yeah. you know? and, but it didn't look that way. And I hit it. You talk about the shock of nothing stopping so you. <laughs> it just kept on going. Oh, no. I mean, all down into that plastic. I mean, just wide open, and uh, and hit the the parking lot cement. Uh, so, yeah, it was. That's when you go. No, I'm fine. It, it was terrible. Oh, so shocking. So shocking. To this day, I have to tell people yeah. when they do any kind of X-ray, I have to let them know about it. The, 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 what was the, the actual name of what you had? It was a. Uh, Elevated diaphragm. Elef- yeah, elevated diaphragm. Yeah. It took. You know how your stomach, you know, sits there. You've seen the pictures of it on the Pepto Bismol commercials. Yeah, yeah. You know how your stomach, you know, it has that little perfect little catch here. Mm-hmm. Mine right here is pushed all the way up into the ribs, mm. and it, and it sits it sits like this. <laughs> and and every time I'm X-rayed, I have to go now before you. The, the guy one time, yeah. I literally, you heard me tell you that guy at the heart clinic looked at me. Said, "I'm so glad you told me that." <laughs> he goes, "I'm looking at this. And I'm like, I don't know what in the world is going on." Yeah, yeah. So it's not good. I Back felt- in the day when y'all were playing around in the neighborhood, did y'all ever like jump off the roof? And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did a you- lot. Yes, did- I was just going to say, kids, that. don't try that. But go I ahead. had a treehouse that was like right at the roof level, and I would jump off the roof and grab a branch. And, and right by my treehouse and stuff. One time I slipped and, and fell to the ground off of that. And then another time I had booby trapped my own treehouse to get up and there. You fell in. And I had like slick mud on the tree to <laughs> stop bad guys. <laughs> Stepped on the mud, slipped, fell all the way to the so ground. It wow. it, so it wow. worked. So it guy. did work. Pretty good booby trap. Greg, do you remember when we built the triple decker? Triple decker. Triple decker treehouse. treehouse. By the way, did not know uh, that just because when people are building houses, that wood's not for anyone. No, you don't just take you know, Rick, or the nails. I remember thinking, wow, y'all left nails and plywood there for anybody to get. Right. And, and so yeah, we, we, we built a three-story treehouse. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, it was pretty just good. pretty good. And, and so the tree had an old, oh, um, remember yeah. that? Had a hose, hose pipe, hose pipe. drilled, uh, nailed into the knot. Yeah, to like swing on, but yeah. it'd been there for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, and Greg, all, Greg took it and launched from I think floor number three, <laughs> yeah, and it snapped, and it just went. <laughs> and he look, he's got it in his hand as he's, as he, as he's headed down to yeah. the. I let him back. <laughs> How are we all here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we fell out of a lot of stuff. Oh, we used to fall out of stuff. We the things that went on in kid world that your parents never even knew about. <laughs> yeah, involving injury. And jumping and as falling. engineer, did you do tower climbing, Bubba? Oh well, I didn't. I never fail. Thank no, goodness. Yeah, but, you, but you've oh, climbed yeah. some highways, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Mm. We used to put them up, take them down. When I was much younger, and you scared of heights? Was that did that bother? Uh, you? Well, yeah, it bothers you. It should bother you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't terrified, no. but I, I I don't I didn't like them. Did you have a height though that you wouldn't try to eclipse? Like, did you have? Uh, did you say I won't climb well, higher than this? Well, I mean, this? Rick, really, when you're hiring about ten, twelve foot, it's all yeah. The same I know, thing, but for some but, reason, yeah, but I know the uh, difference. Yeah, uh, people just tell yeah. me that I'm about seventy or forty. I know the difference. I, 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 I granted, I'm a high either way, but there's a difference. No, there is. Your hands work a little different. Yeah, they, they absolutely. Get a little short on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot different. It's the, different. The thing I always had to do, Speedy, because it was unnerving when you got up there, but once you tie on. And you know we sit back. yeah you, you could relax a little bit more then but I had to just focus on what I was doing and not be looking around mm-hmm. and after I was done and ready to go down I'd look around a little bit mm-hmm. but I you, you wanted to stay focused on whatever you had to do right in front of you mm-hmm. yeah. but about a hundred foot that's all I that was what I was comfortable with yeah that's high enough how about yeah, we is. went outside <clears throat> that building Greg. Oh, that's right. We we repelled down. There. Yeah, and we just just the first. All right, sit back. Oh, sit back. Sit yeah. back on air. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. that was fun though. Me, you, James, man, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. James, James got a little pale. He, he did. did. He did. did. <laughs> you do, did you do that too, Adam? I did it too. And, that's right. And James, man, was much more nervous than I was. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another booby trap that I set for myself at my own treehouse was with a rusty nail. And yes, I did step on it on accident. And yes, I had to get a tetanus shot. Right. So. You kept getting yourself in your I'm own really traps. smart. I'm a really intelligent person. <laughs> uh, find their uh, their link at rickandbubba.com, too, under the sponsors. You can sing with us. Looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie. Cooks, pass, contra. And up next, looky, looky, looky. 
There's Kirk Cameron. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome back, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Hey, what, what? hey, it's great to be, great to see you guys again. Hey. You know, it's too bad you don't have fun. I know. You know, yeah. you guys just seem like we got a lot up you around here. Had your cup of coffee yet this morning? You're still waiting on that fried bologna sandwich to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kirk, for that. Because a reference like that. Because Bub and I have admitted, I don't know if you have this problem all your years in the entertainment business, where you'll do a project with somebody and you think there's been a connection and you start thinking we're friends now, but then the other person really didn't see it that way. Right. They and were just being nice. They were just being yeah. nice. You were yeah. just kind of working together, then they moved on. And we've kind of glommed on to them. Yeah. Like, so we think, we think we're like friends with you, and like if you saw us somewhere else, you go, hey, there's Rick and Bubba. But is, <laughs> is, that, is that delusional on our part? Yes. No, it's not. It's not delusional. You know, you guys hold a special place in my heart because you introduced me to the fried bologna sandwich. That is yeah. correct. While you had pink eye. While I, while I remember had pink that. Eye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know, you told me how to make it, and you got to kind of slice it a little bit yeah, so man. that it lays down. That's yeah. right. When you yeah, it'll bubble up on you if you don't. Yeah, it'll bubble up on you. That's right. <laughs> and you know, out here in California, uh, they, they don't know anything about about that kind of thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 mostly sushi and fruit. And and that's all we, that's we what we eat out here. But we don't have things that are fried and salted and uh, doused in sugar and sauce like you do in the South. <laughs> Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Hey, I'm looking at your background. Yeah, is, are is, you allowed to do that in California? Yeah, it looks yeah. like you're duck hunting yeah, or something. You're duck hunting. That's right. I'm duck hunting right there. That's actually in Louisiana. And I thought that would be appropriate for our talk this morning because I love duck hunting. I got some friends down there with really long beards, and they love to hunt ducks. <laughs> yes, they do. Down there in West Monroe. And we go down there every year right around Christmas time, and we bring back a bunch of teal. And, uh, um, boy, it's, it's great. We love it. So is, is that we one of your, your, is that one your boys? Too, that, by the way. Yeah, is that Actually, one the, that's, that's my nephew, nephew and okay. my brother-in-law. Okay. And uh, we're there in a pit blind, and I think that, that was a good year. Yeah, we, we brought home a lot that year. Yeah, you, well, you we're you read the right guys if you want to get it done. I'll now, tell you what, what. I hear sound effects. It sounds like you're in the blind now. <laughs> I know it does. So we've got all kinds of uh, frogs and crickets and birds. And these are these are the crows that are perching up in the trees in my backyard. They're kind of loud. Oh, okay. I hear it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that, it, almost, it almost sounds like a duck. <laughs> so, Kurt, that was the, you know, that was the that was actually one of the one of the bad things that happened is when we came home from duck hunting, my son was so fired up. Oh, yeah. He was so excited because he got to go squirrel hunting with Uncle Cy. And then we went duck hunting with Phil. And when we got here, he got out his pellet gun and he started shooting the squirrels and the ducks in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And How'd that you know, go? this is California. And I was saying, son, this is this is a, this is California. They got different laws out here, and your mom is not going to be happy with you. So you better put that away. Oh, well, that's the way I was as a kid. I remember I told Bubba this story. I was really doing well with the birds of the neighborhood with my BB gun, and my and, and my, finally the knock came at the door, and it was a guy down the street, and I had set up outside of his bird feeder, and uh, and I didn't know about hunting over bait at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, and my mom got on to me. I said, "But that's where all the birds are." Yeah, and she sure. said, "Yeah, but you can't shoot birds off people's bird feeder." So, uh, so yeah, especially other people. Work. Well, you know what? This also resulted in my my son was so excited about uh, about hunting that he started watching these YouTube videos of these of these um, you know these boys in Louisiana who would go catch their uh, they'd shoot their squirrels or their raccoon or their rabbit and they would make a pelt. Well, since Luke couldn't shoot anything here, he made me get in my Jeep and got a big plastic hefty bag uh, in his lap. And we drive down the ca- the canyons to the beach looking for roadkill. So if he found anything that was not, uh, you know, um, stiff with rigor mortis, if it was fresh enough, he'd throw it in the bag, bring it home, and then he would skin it and make a pelt out of it. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Has your wife forbidden you to go to Louisiana anymore? <laughs> no. She's like, oh, she, she knows that, uh, you know, we, we just get itching to go hunting, and she's like, go, 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 get out of here. Oh, it's fun. Well, I bet, I bet he's a hit wearing a raccoon hat to school. Uh, <laughs> like Daniel Boone. <laughs> Especially in California. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's go to let's go to point one. You're 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 going to be at Gridiron Men's Conference uh, coming up this uh, this summer, Father's Day weekend, uh, Friday night and half a day Saturday. Uh, Phil Waldrop and, and the gang there. Uh, I've, I've I've had the honor of speaking there many times. It's it's a phenomenal conference. So you're coming in. You know, when, when, when you think about these opportunities, Kirk, and, and I, I know that uh, your commitment to 
God's design and, and the family, and that's the way he designed it, which means probably the best way it operates. And he gave a certain influence to men. Men and women are equal, but they are distinct. Uh, and there's an influence that has been given men, and, and we talk about here a lot, and we do a lot of men's ministry. If we kind of focus on maybe trying to get men under the authority of Christ and understand their God-given role and the way where they're designed, we could probably solve a lot of other problems uh, because of that influence. So, so tell me a little bit about – I mean, you don't have to give the whole message, but when, when you get an opportunity to speak to men, what are some things you want to try to be sure you convey? Well – I, I agree with everything that you just said. And, uh, you know, if you notice, if you're, if, 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 you're, if y'all are listening to this and you can see us right now, you notice that I have a beard. So that was the first thing I did before I came to the gridiron conference is I grew a beard smart because, <laughs> because somebody once told me that, um, you know, we have words for people who don't have beards, women and children. Yeah, yeah, you have been at Louisiana a lot. You certainly have. <laughs> and listen, I, I am so thankful for the men that have been a strong influence in my life toward godliness and character. And and I think that's that's what we need more than anything today. I think as I read through my history books and I'm teaching through the founding of this country through the American Campfire Revival that I've been doing in my backyard for a year and a half. Really good. I, I think of men like George Washington. I think of the Puritans. I think of the Pilgrims. I think of Samuel Adams. I think of the Wesleys and uh, George Whitfield. And these were men of faith and character, but they were also men of action. They didn't just sit in the pews so and um, teach the scriptures and pray. They put feet to their faith and they inspired others to do the same thing. And, and they were able uh, out of tyranny to create the freest, strongest, most blessed nation in the world. And, uh, and now we've got the Rick and Bubba show. We've got iPhones. We've, we're able to go duck hunting uh, with shotguns. We're able to do amazing things for good, for the kingdom, because there are people of faith and character who put that into action. And I think today uh, we, we are headed for a great conflict in our culture. Um, the ideas are butting heads between, you know, conservative and liberal, uh, the ideas that that uh, are of the kingdom of God and then ideas that are of the kingdom of darkness. There are uh, clashes between races, clashes between genders, classes between socioeconomic classes. And if we don't have men of faith and character and courage that are putting those things into action, um, I believe that that we could be headed for a civil conflict that is going to be very, very painful. And what I prefer is revival, which is a revolution of the heart, a revolution of, um, of religious sentiment that actually brings people together under the mandates from heaven that produce flourishing for everybody. And that's what I wanna talk about is how to be a man of, of faith, of character, and how to put those things into action. We'll come back more with Kirk Cameron, uh, and uh, that's that's just a, a little, just a tidbit, a teaser of what you'll hear at the Gridiron Men's Conference. If you don't have your tickets, uh, go to gridironmen.com. We've got all that in show notes. We also have the Kirk Cameron's website in show notes, too. And we're going to come back and talk about some of the other things that he's doing. But make plans now. Huntsville, Alabama, Father's Day weekend, Gridiron Men's Conference with Kirk Cameron. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show, Kirk Cameron visiting with us. We talked about the Gridiron Men's Conference, uh, Father's Day weekend. Make plans to be part of that. But, but Kirk, I want to talk about some of the other uh, projects. And you've always got some project going. And uh, thank you for all the work that you uh, that you do and use the, uh, the platform and the gifts that God has given you to communicate so many important things. And, and now we'll take on the topic of, of homeschooling, uh, the homeschool awakening. Uh, this is going to be in select theaters on June 13th and 14th. Um, tell uh, tell the audience uh, uh, about this project and what you uh, uh, what you hope it will achieve. Well, <clears throat> so the Homeschool Awakening is a brand new documentary that will be in the theaters um, uh, June 13th and 14th, and it's 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 really a, a, an astonishing thing that is happening. 
the amount of families in the United States that are homeschooling uh, is increasing exponentially. And this is this is really a parent led movement that uh, that really took off during the pandemic when the government lockdowns of schools happened, particularly in places like California, where I live and other states uh, that are of this political persuasion closed down their schools and sent the kids home to learn virtually, all of a sudden parents had light shed on what the public schools were teaching their children. Yeah. And they had a front row seat to things that just shocked them. Uh, some of the parents were happy with it, but other parents were very unhappy. And there's good reason for that. Uh, and, and so they decided to look at their options and they began to look into homeschooling. And homeschooling just fit the bill for them. There was so much flexibility, so much freedom. They were able to tailor their education for their children uh, in a way that matched their learning styles and the parents' teaching styles. And not only that, they actually discovered that they loved being a family, spending so much time together. And so the homeschool awakening explores the ins and outs and the how-tos and the frequently asked questions uh, of what it's like to homeschool your family. And there are millions of families around the country that are doing this successfully, uh, and they'd never go back. Yeah, I, I admit our family, when we were looking at it and thinking about it, and thankfully we had access to some um, you know, some good uh, government schools that, uh, that were not as far gone. Of course, we're fortunate enough to live in a conservative state. Now, some of that has changed. But, and then you had access to good faith-based uh, Christian schools. Uh, but but when we started talking about homeschooling, when 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 some of these things were, and it was really before the pandemic, just people didn't like the direction of the government schools, and and then you the cost sometimes of the private schools, and we were intimidated by it. I, I remember thinking, I mean, could we pull this off? Don't, don't you think sometimes that there would be even more people, but they they think to themselves, I just can't picture myself being able to do it. I want to. I'm I'm not really sure how. And I'm and I'm not really sure that 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 I'm qualified to do it. Yeah, those are those are perfect questions and questions that I had and my wife had. Now, my wife and I have six kids. Uh, my father is a public school teacher. So is my grandmother and my grandfather. Uh, but after elementary school, we decided we weren't happy with what our kids uh, were about to step into. And so we started looking into homeschooling and we had all those same questions. How do we do this? Am I qualified? Am I adequate? Uh, how, how could I possibly teach all these different subjects and what will that do to our family and our time? Well, we learned that there is such a rich, robust community of support out there and more curriculum than you could possibly uh, ever want to choose from. And once you realize that you are adequate and you are equipped, there's plenty of support and there's no one way to do it. Um, you're able to, to embrace the freedom and the flexibility and the fun and pass on your faith and values to your kids. And there's lots of people to help you. Uh, you realize that you, you, uh, you were made for this and, uh, Sometimes it is expensive. Sometimes there's no other option. Um, but the homeschool awakening is going to shed light on all of uh, all of the things that you can do to fit your family, to do what you think is best for your kids, whether your kids are in public school, private school, or you're homeschooling, uh, or whether you're just considering your options. Again, it, 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 it just brings to life the world of homeschooling and what it would be like if you could make the entire world your classroom. Kurt, how, do, how does that look like schedule-wise on a normal day? How does that kind of play out? It depends on how you want to do it. You know, uh, so, some people uh, think that you're trying to bring the, the public school system into your house and they're thinking, where do I put the blackboard? Where do I put the cubbies? You know, where's, where's, where, 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 where do all the books go? Well, you're not trying to replicate a school system. Uh, you're trying to help your children understand uh, that God made them, put them in his world. You want them to understand the world that he made, how it works and their place in it and their purpose in it. And you get to learn all these things together as a family. So the schedule can be whatever you want it to be. And uh, that doesn't mean uh, that you cannot do this poorly. You could do it poorly. You could be lazy just like in any other endeavor. But if you are committed to God, you're committed to his purposes and to one another and your children, uh, God will champion your cause and help you. And there is nobody who knows your kids and love your kids more than you do. And uh, there are experts and people who are uh, qualified and experienced to help you through the journey if that's what you choose to do. 
Yeah, and, and I think, too, when you think about the individual kids, especially you with six, you know, and, and we, we have multiple children, and, and, you know, sometimes you even wonder how they came from the same parents. They're so unique because <laughs> God does make us unique. Uh, but also I think, and, and I'm sure you may cover this in the documentary, uh, you're, you're able to teach the child, you know, uh, to cater it to, to the, way, the way each child learns, especially boys versus girls. You know, we've talked about this a lot. You know, the classroom – that we designed is really designed for girls and they do really well for, for a lot of times with boys, this setup is not really the best environment to, for them to maximize their potential. So I guess it also gives you some flexibility on each individual child. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're actually able to tailor your children's education to focus on their strengths and uh, their gifts and talents. And you're able to help them in the areas where they are challenged. You know, we have uh, we follow dozens of families in the homeschool awakening and you get to go with them on their journey of, of, of entering into homeschooling, coming out of other schooling systems, their journeys, their struggles and their victories and successes. There was one family who have a child with Down syndrome. And when they were putting her into a new school, they were told that they as parents were not adequate and equipped to prepare their own child for the world. And so they would decide. Uh, when their child would come to school, when their how their child would be educated, and whether or not she would participate in specific activities and courses with the other children. In fact, they came in and they got one, the parents got one vote, and there were three other government officials there: uh, the teacher, the the principal, and the special needs teacher that all outvoted them and told them uh, that they would decide how their child would be prepared for the world. And they said, no, no, sir, uh, no, ma'am, that's not how it goes. God gave us our daughter and we don't need to be special ed teachers. We just need to teach our daughter. And they've been doing it beautifully and successfully. 13th and 14th of June to come out. We're running out of time. I just want to point people also to the American Campfire Revival, a 100-day plan with about uh, 40 seconds left. Uh, how do I find out about it and what is this about? So the American Campfire Revival uh, was my response to the first hundred days of Joe Biden's administration. Okay. Uh, rather than sitting back and waiting uh, for the next executive order to come down from the White House, I thought, let's look to the executive orders from heaven. Mm-hmm. And follow the mandates okay. from on high, which are to humble ourselves and pray and seek God with all of our hearts. And I did that for 100 consecutive days in the backyard around my campfire as we looked at the founding principles of this nation. Uh, and you can continue to follow me on Facebook. Just check out my Facebook page for the American Campfire Revival or check out my website at KirkCameron.com. And that's in show notes at RickandBubba.com. Kirk, come see us, brother. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for what all you're right, doing. Man. Get that baloney, get that baloney. Yeah, yeah, look, well, next time you're on, on the way to Louisiana, stop by and see us here in Alabama, okay? And take care of yourself in that strange state of California. Yeah. <laughs> I will, man. Pray for me. <laughs> yeah, we are. Thank you, man. Kurt Cameron, our guest. Also catch him at the Gridiron Men's Conference this summer in Huntsville, Alabama. All that's in show notes. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out A. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.